Okay. It's preparing the preview. And then I'll go just straight live into it because it's almost two. Oh, it's been fucking going, dude. It's a lot of work. It's fucking crazy, but it's my last semester, so I just gotta just power through it. It's just been a lot. It's not not necessarily hard, per se. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely gonna get hard, but I uh, dropped class. Uh oh. Twelve thirty in the middle of the night. Hmm. I went to at eight, looked at it, had no idea what it was about. Oh fuck! After I got my week one homework back, right? And I saw the grade for it. I saw eighty-four, and I was like, "Oh sweet, I did better than I was expecting." Right. Because it's a math. Class. I was like, "What did I? What's the disconnect here?" Hmm. I looked at my grade again. It was like an eighty-four out of hundred fifty. 84 out of 150. So even that's like a D plus for the first homework assignment. Interesting. Is that higher? I was like, I don't need this in my life. I was taking this out of courtesy. Damn. Got to. On the spot. I don't, I've, I've never, wait, I'm trying to think. Have I dropped a class? Dropping a class feels so good. I don't think I've ever done that. Really? I don't I don't believe I have yet. It's so the way it works for me is I have like two weeks after the semester starts to drop a class without the drop appearing on my record. Uh-huh. So that's like you can add stuff, you can swap stuff around, you can right. drop things, no consequence. Today at midnight is the last day you can drop. Damn. So it's an online only class, that's why that's why I was like, wait, what's what's going on here? What's so I see, I see. Okay, technically, we should be live. Awesome. Technically, I'm gonna check on the link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we we most definitely are live. Cool. All right, dope. Good to hear. Hold the chat. <clears throat> what's happening? How we doing, lovelies? What's popping? I've been playing some games. Have you been? I know, I know you've been, um, you know, moving and such. And we had the unfortunate uh, funeral that we will, you know, proceed to talk about at the top of the show, I presume. Yeah, I have not been playing many games. It's a real, it's a real tragedy. Tragedy. Oh, did you jump on the, mo did you jump on the beta? I did not. Oh, you didn't. Oh, Close man. Now, right? Yeah, it opens back up either... Well, the official start time is Friday at um at ten a.m., mm -hmm. but they tend to start it a little bit earlier and do Thursday night, so it well, it might luckily, be a Thursday night deal. I have no obligations on Friday as of this week, hmm. so you can test it out, so, see how you like it. No, I mean like I have work in the middle of the day on Friday, but Thursday night. Ah. After a while. Okay. Okay. Hot out. That works. Um, that works. What I did do, though, mm. worked a long shift today. Okay. Worked from 10 to 4. 10 to 4. Stayed after a little bit to help out one of my coworkers. Right, right. Um, 
and I was like, I know I got the podcast, haven't eaten today, went to grab a burrito, right? Right. Got a burrito, finished it, like, moments before I called you. Uh-huh. What I wanted to do after I had my burrito... Okay. ...was have one of these... <laughs> Peanut butter pie. I saw you tweet ab- I, I saw you tweet about this. I so so what is see so you know I'm not I'm not one for uh, an Oreo that's not an original Oreo. You know what mm. I'm saying? Um but if you could detail what what is going down with this uh Oreo. Yeah. So Oreo again similar to you, I normally stick with the basics, but I was walking through Target, right? Right. I have a fridge with me now so i was like i gotta get a few things to like stock up right and i wanted oreos because i normally get some oreos Uh myself and i was like i want to try something like exciting because i got a box of extra toasty cheeses never had those before extra toasted cheeses yeah so um i was like i'll I'll be daring with my sweet thing too so i got peanut butter pie oreos Mm -hmm. i like chocolate i like peanut butter Right. Right. So standing in the target aisle, these caught my eye. I was like, hmm, I wonder what Greg Miller has to say about these things. Because mm. he is the end all be all. Absolutely. Oreos. So I look up, I just look up chocolate peanut butter pie Oreo. Sure enough, top like four results is an uh, Oreo oration episode. Ah, uh, there we go. So I click on it. And. I'm, like, skimming through the video in the middle of the target aisle. I don't have headphones on. I'm just, like, tapping, 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 trying to find, like, his opinions on things. I scroll in the comments to, like, see what people have to say. Right. Every comment. I'm so glad they kept the Nutter Butter thing in. <laughs> it was the episode of Oreo Oration where Nick Scarpino. Oh, it was that one? Oh, KFF fame. Hashtag KFF for streamies. Greg Not sucks. Price, Greg. Hashtag Greg sucks. So I, I figured I would taste one live before we go. Oh See shit! What, what they're about. I know Greg did not like them. He did not like them. No, because he said that he's not a fan of peanut butter. Mmm. I see. For me, like you know what? I'm. A, I want you to have the floor, and give us how you feel about it. And then I'll. Then I will okay. say my piece. As he refers to it, the smell very good. It is uh, good? Yeah. So it's a graham ca- cracker cookie. Okay. And then make the pie crust, and then the filling is peanut butter and chocolate. Interesting. We have interesting color tones going on with that one. It's, it's a very unique-looking Oreo, you know? How we feel about it? I, I mean, you can finish it. Okay. It's good. It's good. I'll say I agree with Greg. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Don't die. Greg. <laughs> Where oh, I almost did last week. Um, I agree with Greg that the peanut butter is overpowering. Mm. But man, I love peanut butter. I see. So, uh, I see. So for you, I it's all good. That. Me, you know, honestly, while I like the you know mint Oreos when when uh, they're around, those are quite nice. You know what I'm saying? Um, I cannot stand by double stuff or triple stuff Oreos. Those can get the fuck up out of here, if I may. Kevin, Those gotta go. Are you familiar with the theory? Oh God! That since our childhood, right? Oreo has changed the standard Oreo 
to be a thinner cream filling, and double stuff is actually what an Oreo should be. No. That we used to have as children. No. I clearly remember a distinction between double stuff and regular Oreos as a child. <laughs> I am 21. They have shrunk those things to the point where double stuff is actually the normal size. No, but, uh, no, I, I, no, I don't. I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Omar is with me in the chat. Shout out to Omar. Um, I see what you're saying. But there's just too much cream. It there just comes a point where it it's, it's it, it's just too much, for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see it. I mean, it's just too much. The way you know? the way I normally go about an, a normal Oreo is like I do the twist and then I eat the cream and the cookies. So it's all. Wait, you you do what? Wait, you do the twist and the what? I I do the twist. Oh, okay. I eat, I eat the first one. I see. Like the first no cream cookie. Right. Eat a little bit of the cream on the bottom one and then just finish it off. I it makes it makes it fun. Right. I just simply just eat it. Right. But um what I will stand by is that um I can only bear about three Oreos until I need to go grab some sort of milk. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I it I just it's just anything chocolate, you know, I have to have some sort of milk. Usually it's milk, but I gotta have milk to wash it down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chocolate, uh, too much chocolate. I'm not a fan of. Hundred percent, yeah, same, same way. Like, like, like if it's too be much chocolate, chocolate, triple chocolate cookie, missing with it. No, thank you. Disgusting. If I see like a like a giant like chocolate cake with like the frosting and the like, if it's all chocolate, like yo, there better be some milk around because I can't, I can't uh, be yeah, eating I a just whole. Can't do it. I can't do it. You know, it's just too much. You know, it's too much. But the milk offsets it. It's good. Kevin Max says, "Lick the cream and throw away the cookie." Oh my god, you're I... a monster. Oh my god, Kevin. You know, you know, Kevin, I can see where you're coming from. In that. Jesus, what a fucking monster. <laughs> and there's no milk around me, mm. specifically no almond milk, because I made that switch over the summer. Almond milk so, is good milk. I'm, almond milk I'm is gonna so have, good. I'm going to have to agree. I, I That's the only thing I put in my coffee now. I also buy – actually, with, with my coffee, I put in hazelnut creamer, and that's it. I, I get some uh, coffee mate. With, mm-hmm. with hazelnut creamer, that's it. I don't put no more sugar. It's fine, right? But uh, milk, definitely, I roll with almond milk now. But, I mean, growing up, I only drank 2%, right? Like, okay. it, I can maybe count on, on on my fingers how many times I've eaten, not not eaten, drank uh, whole milk, you know? Right. Like, which is it, definitely, definitely different, you know? But I prefer 2% and, of course, almond milk now. Almond milk's good. I can eat um, a whole... I can eat a whole row if I'm not careful. Wow. No I mean, I refreshment required. A whole. I don't think I've ever downed the whole row of Oreos. Never. Oh, I, I, if that's the only thing that's in my room during finals week, you bet I'm going through that entire package. Absolutely. I mean, yo, I pass no judgment. I pass no judgment as a as a fellow, you know, team fat homie over here. But um, I've just never, I don't know. Because I've always had to share, you know, with the siblings, you know. And Fair. now that... I moved out. I really never uh, buy Oreos, you know. Yeah. I don't I really do buy snacks. Yeah, yeah. Like the treat, you know. But you said no judgment. I want to finish off what I was saying, and then we can roll into the episode. <laughs> do <laughs> I forgot we have an episode to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do not have almond milk around me to wash down that peanut butter chocolate pie Oreo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did have to wash it down with a Mountain Dew voltage. Oh God! 
Oh my god. Game fuel. Oh Alright, roll it. I'm literally just gonna roll it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of Cross Circle, the official podcast of PlayStation Source. I'm your moderator, Christian Buckley, back from the dead. Mm. It's been a while, Kevin. I it's, feel like we haven't I've, had one of these in a while. I'm trying to... Oh, no, we haven't, because the week before last week, it was Labor Day. Yes, and that's Ah, yeah. Oh, wow, it has been a minute. Well, yeah, I mean, how you been? We both started our semesters, you know? That's cool. Yeah. You almost died last week. I'm glad you made it out. Yeah, you know, I normally, I'm normally pretty all right for being healthy with right. like, as far as sickness goes. Right. I'm a healthy person. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, I say, as we just talked about Oreos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> the pre show was just Oreo talk about <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> like, you know, knock on wood. I normally get late, sick later in the year. Right. And that's my one. I got sick, no joke, my first week of school. Yeah, that's horrendous. That's, yeah. that's so horrendous. Because, I mean, at least to me, right? If I get sick, right, and if it's, like, stormy outside, yo, I'm good. That is, like, the yeah. best time to get sick. If you give me, like, a nice medium sickness, not anything too crazy, a nice medium sickness, I, you know, have a long game I got to play, you know, it's perfect. Mwah. Perfect. But, um, See, very the unfortunate. The bad thing was it was the homework. It was the 101 to 102 degree fever. Um, the location I am. It's right. on a hill now. It's on a hill? It's on a hill. Far away from many food sources. Mm, that's no. That's that, that, that's no bueno. And you can't really tell. This room's kind of tiny. So it was a mix of all those things. Right. Down but not out. There we go. Persevering out here. Interesting. And Oh, I guess I... Because I don't know why I thought you would move into the exact same dorm... Yeah, I'm like, no, like, that obviously doesn't happen. No, like, there's there's no way. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Unfortunately, no. Makes sense. Makes um, sense. But you tweeted about this. This is a little mm. tease of what we're about to talk about before the main chunk of the episode. Okay. That week happens. Okay. All those classes, sickness. Right, right. The end of the week, I'm hanging out with my brother. We're going to go home for the weekend. Right. I'm like, hey... They dropped the Super Nintendo games on Switch. Oh. Do you want to play Super Mario Kart or something while we're waiting um, for our ride to go home? Right. And I was like, yeah, sure. Flip that kickstand up. Uh, turn the audio on. Or I boot up the Super Nintendo thing. I'm sitting further away than him. And I'm like, can you hear it? Is it like loud enough? And he's like, yeah, I, th- I think it's fine. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'll turn it up a little bit. No audio. Mm. Coming out of my Switch. Mm, that is so unfortunate. No audio from the speakers. Crank to max. No audio in the speakers. No audio from headphones. That's was not able to test the dock. That's so but... odd. Yeah. Well, hmm. You got the because I'm thinking. I would now. Would the dock because all of the data, like the the video data, when you dock it, is coming through the USB C. Right, so perhaps the audio was probably still working on the dock, but nonetheless, that that that's still a clear issue. If you can't See, plug in your thing. headphones and use audio, like that's still a, a bit of an issue. 
The you thing know. that makes me doubt it is the fact that the audio from the headphone jack wasn't working either. Yeah. On top of the stereo in the actual switch. And those are speakers and all right, but yeah, no, that having both those go out seems like it's a bit of an internal issue for sure. Yeah. So that's so upsetting. No audio on the switch. It popped in for like a second. Uh, gone again. So I shipped it out to Nintendo. Uh, shout out to Damien from Nintendo Customer Service. Shout out to Damien. Absolute legend. Plus, pleasure talking to. Shout out uh, to Damien. Shout out to Damien. Big home. But unfortunately, following up on my video review from last week of Creature in the Well, mm-hmm. I have not been able to finish it because I do mm-hmm. not have the audio. And I do not want to finish that beautiful game with no audio. Because that would be a disservice to myself and to people of Flight Yeah. have been hearing... Like, I have been hearing a lot of people talk about Creature in the Well, but I know uh, Gamescast this week of, you know, kind mm-hmm. of funny, of course. Uh, Angie Renee, her last episode on Gamescast. Did you, oh, complete side thing. Did you see her last Games Daily with Greg? I saw, with the yeah, Greg? I saw the last, like, five Oh, so sad. Tragedy. 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 But, um, yeah, so I know she was very up and up, up and up about Creature in the Well. Um, I guess to quickly, you know, in this, like, first half of, like, Switch Talk, whatever... Um, last night, you know, it was my dad's birthday yesterday, so I was, uh, you know, at home with the family all day, whatever, you know. So I, so I get home, it's like, it's like 10 o'clock, right? And I'm like, uh, I don't want to play Borderlands right now, even though, I mean, I do want to, but I know I'll have to go to bed in two right. hours, and like, I, I want to have a long stretch of time with Borderlands, you know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah, like, alright, like yeah, exactly, so I'm like, uh, like, I won't be up till two in the morning, you know, and I don't know, right? So, um... I know, I'm just working some homework, and then I, I I see my Switch, you know, and I'm like, I forgot. Yeah, I'm playing the Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Um, I'm I'm at um, I'm at like kind of like the second phase where uh, I just beat Bullseye. Okay. I just so so I'm there, and it seems like uh the pace is pretty nice in that game. You know, it seems like you you are doing like similar things in the game overall, but I like the pace of it. The way they introduce new characters and stuff like that. So, uh, but, you know, just bring that up. I started playing that for a little bit. I, and <laughs> ironically enough, I was up till two in the morning playing it. So, there we go. But uh, it was, I'm still enjoying it. Still, still a great game. And I feel like this is going to be one of those games where I think I'm going to care a lot about maxing all these characters out. Mm. I think I am. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I've been maining Cap, but I want to try Daredevil. I just got him. I want to yes. upgrade Miles. I can't let Spider-Man out of my squad because I love hearing Yuri's voice. You know, I got to keep him in there. Wolverine has a very, very nice ultimate. I like that one as well. You know, so very, very positive things about Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Very positive. Definitely enjoying it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, worth, worth noting for the PlayStation fans. Um... Highly unlikely that Ultimate Alliance 3 comes to anything but Switch because Nintendo published the game. Right. Creature in the Well, however, is on Xbox, PC, and Switch. So that'll inevitably come to PS4. Yes. Yeah, I don't sure. know the... Obviously, I don't know the details of however it worked, but like considering PS4 is the biggest install base this gen i guess Mm -hmm. like pc aside yeah yeah yeah. um, of like the consoles you mean right yeah yeah and creature in the well has been doing 
as far as I have seen online, it's been received very positively. I'm sure at some point down the line, it will very well come to PS4. Right, right. I want to think about which topic I want to tackle first. Yeah, so, um, what? I think we'll talk about the beta. I'm I'm more informed about Modern Warfare because I did have a little bit of experience with that gunplay. Okay, okay, right. If we want to start there. I want to start there. I want to start, because, like, so I knew... Going into this weekend, right, looking at the gaming calendar, if you will, you know what I'm saying? I saw, I'm like, man, both on Thursday, we have the Modern Warfare beta and Borderlands 3. Now, there was a few hours where Modern Warfare beta was live 10 a.m. and Borderlands didn't go live until 9 p.m. So, I had, like, a nice 11-hour block to dedicate, you know, to Modern Warfare. Um, so, I did that, right? So, I played the the living crap out of Modern Warfare. Um, and then I actually didn't start Borderlands 3 until Saturday. Cause right. I just wanted, like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, you're gonna forever have Borderlands three. It's it's out. You're good. But this beta is one for this weekend, different next weekend. So let's try and get a lot of the hours in as much as I can, right? So Priority. yeah, 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 yeah. So the Modern Warfare beta, right now, um, if if y'all remember when we talked about the alpha on this show, um, I was pretty positive about everything that I was seeing in the alpha, even though. Uh, I was positive, but it was very much a limited experience. It was only one mode. Uh, it, there weren't any perks or equipment. To, oh, no, there were equipment, but, like, there, there wasn't perks. The maps were super small, so you didn't really know how uh, the door mechanics were going to be when you got into the full game. Streaks as well, you know, just very limited experience. But overall, I liked the way the game felt in the alpha, right? Going into the beta was very interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So the first day was really negative, right? And yeah, it, it I wouldn't say like completely negative, but like it was it was definitely down than that than the alpha, right? So can you like set the scene like what was new about the beta? What mode did they give you access to this time? Cuz before it was the 2v2 thing. Right. It was like I think I realized my problem. I heard somebody talking about the alpha on a podcast. They were saying that, like, the time to kill being so low and the fact that it's 2v2, and then you go into the traditional, like, switching sides thing where, yeah. like, it takes almost longer than the actual match sometimes. Right. I think that was the thing that was making me feel weird about it. But okay. what mode did they give you? Was it a more traditional, like, TDM? Was it capture the flag? What did you have access to? So the whole entire beta, there was a selection called Quick Play. And with them is where they they rotated the different modes that uh, you can go into. So it was TDM, DOM, and I think uh, we had TDM 20 and DOM 20, which is just 20 uh, people. So 10v10 or 6v6, the regular TDM and domination. Um, With a mix of different maps that we've seen from early gameplay uh, that we've shown. But this is the first time we're actually playing it, playing these maps. Because the gunfight has separate, smaller maps. Um, And... And I think they had they 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 did inevitably bring other modes to the beta. It being like um, it being like uh, what's it called? Like realism mode. They added they had a gunfight on the last day yesterday, and they added some other stuff too, like NVG. I never touched those. I just went to quick play and just wanted to know like what is the overwhelming you know player base going to experience in this game. Um, yes. And so, interestingly enough, right? I know I said on the alpha that the that the um, that the time to kill was like a little bit quicker than Black Ops Two, 
right? I felt that, like, I could still make a decision if I was getting shot at and still find a way to end up winning a gunfight even though someone shot me first, right? Like, I felt that, like, I could have that time. But on that, on that first day, it did not feel like that. It felt very quickly. I don't know if they tuned it in, in towards the beta or what, but um, the first day was kind of rough. I felt like I was getting melted a lot. Um, and I do have an overwhelming, like, big problem with the game as of right now. Obviously, okay. it's a beta, you know what I'm saying? But um, overall, like, going into day two... I felt that – oh, also a big issue with day one was that there was a minimap. And that's been talked about a lot. A lot of people are talking about the minimap thing, about how they removed the minimap only if you have a UAV or advanced UAV or a personal UAV is when the minimap would come on. Um, and they put in – that was separate from the alpha. They had like – you know that uh, Fortnite like top compass thing that you can say, oh, okay, at 320 whatever. You know yes. that – they 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 have that now in this Call of Duty, um, but also they have red blips too. So I believe I'm not I'm not so like the strip right. So like it'd be a line, it 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 would like have your numbers of where you're looking at, and then on that strip you would see little red dots going horizontally. So you you can kind of like pinpoint and see where people are using that compass. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It, I, if that kind of makes sense. Decision. Yeah yeah um and because like. When you when you immediate like the first thing I thought of when you said that there's no mini map was like I feel like that fits what modern warfare is going for. Right. From a context standpoint, as far as like it's like very literal, the truest I would say it's ever felt boots on the ground of like this is real this is like almost a combat simulation at the point at this point. To a certain extent, you know, like there's still the codness of it, but like they're trying to go for that accuracy. So, like, ha- not having a HUD where there is a mini-map displaying targets that shot moments ago and, like, you can see their exact location. Right. Do you think that the maps, though? Like, it, that was my biggest question. Are the maps large enough for the compass to do anything as far as tracking would go? Like, right. do you find yourself just like pointing at the direction of the dot on the compass and then just charging and running into the person within a couple seconds. Like, cause traditionally the COD maps are like, there's a couple different hallways, you know, to go through and they're not small, but they're very like condensed. Right. Whereas something like a battlefield, I feel like the compass would just make so much more sense. Right. 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 So, so does COD like re like, capitalize on that so i inevitably got used to using the compass uh dots and stuff like that and tracking people through that and of course i got better at the game spending more time with the maps and spending more time with the weapons and and uh and um stuff like that but the biggest thing with this game that i think is going to be like its big issue is that the maps and how they're designed right they said Mm -hmm. during the reveal that they're going to move away from the iconic three lane map design that COD has, you know, lane one, two, three, ah, da, da, two sides, whatever, right? But with this, they made it clear that hey, we are gonna move um, against that and have um, they like explicitly said we're we're gonna have maps with power points, how they kind of like used to be back in like Mall for Two era and like in like COD Four, where like hey, like there's just a particular spot in this map that if you own that spot, 
you're 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 gonna dominate. You know what I'm saying? So they, I saw a little bit of that in the game, but what I saw more of is that every sing like almost every single spot that was of prominence in a map while I was playing the beta had about three different ways to get into that spot and about like five different places that people could shoot me from when I was in that spot at any given spot. So like it just was just a super chaotic map design that mm. that I think is I think the worst part that I found in this beta was that like these maps there's a lot of different ways to get into there's a lot of different buildings that you you can go into which is good for like a I guess I guess it's good from like a technical standpoint that like you know we have these maps that are more dynamic and you know they're they're more they're, they're just better off as like maps overall but it's the design of them and that you can literally be shot from like eight different spots wherever you're at you know it, it that's where I feel like people were definitely like ah oh, man you know and then on top of that of not reaping the benefit of what the mini map did give you was that, you know, if you're sound whoring, like I have um, Astros, you know what I'm saying? So if I hear footsteps, right, in previous CODs, if I heard someone behind me, I can look at the mini map real quick and see, okay, cool, that's my teammate, cool. But if I, now in this game, if I hear footsteps, I got to either take a 50 50 chance and hope that, that, that the teammate, or I have to turn around, take me off guard, and they can you know, get the jump on me, you know what I'm saying? So there's like a lot of information that I felt that without the minimap, you're missing as a player, right? And like, like, like another big one is where your teammates are positioned too. So like, if I know that you're covering this building, great, I don't have to go there. Like I can go somewhere else and cover a different spot, but without the minimap, you know, I don't know where you're at necessarily from like a, from like a, from like a, easier standpoint but on day one they have player outlines for your team so you physically saw their outline through the map you know where you're at okay. so that was cool but then on day two they rolled in the mini map back but it was a little bit different so with the mini map on day two uh you didn't hear you the red blips didn't pop up on the mini map if an enemy fired mm -hmm. they only popped up when you had a uav Right, which I thought was a pretty good, like was hundred percent. Yeah, like I feel like if 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 the game ships with that, like okay, cool guys, you have a mini map. We're not gonna show you blips when they fire if they have a unsuppressed gun. Yeah, they're only, they're only, they're only gonna pop up when uh, you have a UAV. Right, I thought that was a pretty good middle ground. You know. So Kevin, from an outsider's perspective, right. hearing all of this. The, the first thing I was thinking was what you just brought up about, like, the UAV is the thing that gets you to where you're expecting to be. Uh-huh. Like, obviously, this isn't the full game. Do you think, like, my question would be, are there solutions through perks or gear, like, maybe some drones that can follow you for a short burst of time? Yeah. Like, are there solutions to fix these problems that we just haven't seen because we don't know the extent of progression, perks, that kind of thing? Okay. Also, it seems like it's an interesting thing because, again, I'm hearing all of this from you. I didn't get a chance to play it this weekend. But, and like, surface level, it seems like COD is making some, like... 
base level changes that because it's Call of Duty, it's the name Call of Duty and what you associate with Call of Duty, the fact that it's ditching so many foundational things like the three-lane map system, like the mini-map, which is back now, but like in a different fashion. Right. Do you think it's just we need time to adjust to this new Call of Duty? Is there going to be a camp of like old school COD versus new school, new school COD? Is there going to be, I've already seen people being like, all right, well just, you know, get good. Yeah. Like, is this where we're at right now? Like, where do you think we are in that whole landscape of all the ways to view this? Right. So, so first in terms of equipment to alleviate you not having a mini map, right? Um, what comes to mind is two different things. One is you get a field upgrade, which is kind of like a specialist from like Black Ops 3 or like Even in Warfare, where it's something that you just get over time in a match, right? And there are um, perks that make you get those quicker, but uh, one of them is called a recon drone, where you control a drone and you can ping different people. Well, different, not, not, not people, but ping different enemies um, in a drone, but... What's awkward about that one is that you have to remotely control the drone so your teammates benefit, but not but not necessarily you. You know what I'm okay. saying? So so that was kind of a uh, – and, and, and I only used it once. I don't know if there's a way that you can have it just automatically do it and, like, it go AI and just kind of just go and tag them for you. I don't think that's an option. I think it's just manually. But the other one is um, it was a perk that wasn't called Sixth Sense, but it's Sixth Sense from Black Ops 3 where uh the portion of your screen will glow red if an if a enemy sees you from that specific location like from that area of the map if that okay. makes sense so like there was that but um and then i guess the personal uav which is only two kills if you have hardline no yeah two kills two kills if you have hardline three kills without so but that personal uav is just for you it's not for the whole team but I think in terms of, like, all right, like, where are we at in terms of is there going to be, like, a new school versus old school type COD type deal? Um, I think that they should have waited to give us a minimap until, until the next weekend, until this upcoming weekend, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, okay, so everyone that played on – if you played day one on the closed beta that you had to pre-order to get into because they made it open on day two. For everyone on PS4, right? So, it, so if you're gonna make a decision about how the consensus overall community feels about something based off of just the pre-order people on the first day of the closed beta that are very hardcore about COD and you know care about it and are very vocal about it on Twitter, I'm not not all of them, but usually speaking, like the ones that are gonna be vocal about it are gonna be the ones that play day one, right? I think. That that was a bad call to make it then. Like I think they should have just waited yeah. the whole weekend and seen how we all felt. Because um, by the end of day one, I was warming up to all right. This is how it is. I'm I'm adapting as a player. You know what I'm saying? Like I think you know. And the and but that's in contrast to like three four hours before when I was first playing my first few games. I was like, man, like kind of a struggle. Out of the mini map, I kind of miss it. You know, it's kind of, mm -hmm. like I, like I feel kind of weird right now, but. Um, like, I, I mean, for me personally, I definitely got used to it at the end of day one and was warming up to, all right, like, maybe, you know, this isn't going to be, like, the worst thing. Like, it'll be fine, guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wish that they would have just let us gone the whole weekend without a map and then put it in the second weekend. 
Honestly, I bet that from the development side, there are probably the two camps of like what we're talking about, old school versus new school. Like from a development side, it's probably like, hey, maybe what we're going for a mini map doesn't fit. And then some people like, nah, come on, it's COD, need the mini map. Right. And the second they sniffed some sort of dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction or dissatisfaction? I don't know. I'm. <laughs> we... I was. I was going on a roll, and now it's. Now the math has stopped. I don't know what um, that word is. Hello. <laughs> as soon as they felt that people were dissatisfied, they were like, "All right, reverse it." And they even like anticipated because even before this, it was around the alpha time where they're like, "Hey guys, I know y'all heard from people that have been to the preview events that there's no mini map, and I know everyone is like knee jerk about it, but even though y'all haven't played it yet." And even though pretty much everyone, no, not everyone, but a large majority of the people that went to go play the game definitely wanted the minimap back, right? And again, yeah. those people were hardcore Call of Duty fans that were going to play the day one. You know, like, they were going to be those people that were going to be, like, up in arms about no minimap. But they even said, hey, we're going to have it off during the beta, and we, we want to see what the overall player base feels about it. But I feel like, you know, if the beta went live, 12 hours and it's been up for about 12 15 hours and you're gonna flip the switch on the minimap like that you know like how many people did you get on that 12 12 15 hours i know it was a lot but it's the type of player that you're getting in that day one that's not reflective of like the overall community you know what i'm saying but um so, yeah i mean like at, at the end of the day like with me getting used to not having a minimap on that day one the information that you get as a COD player from the minimap that goes beyond where the enemies are, just in terms of like where your teammates are, overall, you know, just map information and all that you get from, from the minimap in COD, right? I still feel that it was a right decision to bring it back and like how they brought it back in day two, but I wish they would have waited a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's how I would have put it, but. So. I guess wrapping up beta thoughts, um, are you excited for the upcoming weekend? Yeah. After your prior this prior weekend. Yeah, yeah, because this one we're going to get Ground War, which is 32 players. We're, okay. we're going to see how that rolls out. We're going to see bigger maps. We're going to see how that goes. We're going to get crossplay as well with Xbox. Interesting. We're going to see how that goes. I really want to okay. see how that changes up things and see how that uh, overall goes. First time we're seeing crossplay in Call of Duty, you know. Um, so... Definitely, there is something to look forward to uh, in the second weekend, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. And so, I guess after the the alpha the weekend you had, after this beta weekend, and you opening saying that there were some things you really did not like, where are you standing now on COD twenty nineteen Modern Warfare? More excited, less excited, worried? Um. Oh, yeah. I'd say I'm, like, maybe a peg below where I was in the alpha. Alpha, I was, like, really up on it. Now, mm-hmm. like, I'm still positive. Like, I was still having fun, especially with day two, with adding the map back. Like, that, I felt a little more comfortable as a player, and I was having some really good gameplays on that um, on that game during that day in specific. But overall, like, I was still having fun with the game, right? But um, also a big thing that I feel like a lot of people need to also take into account was that this is the beta, Right. Right. The average person, I mean, like the average run of the mill person that isn't watching this podcast or isn't watching, you know, stuff about Call of Duty, 
they are not going to play in the betas until they get the full game. You know, we have the people that are the full game, and we have the people that are a part of the Christmas crowd. You know what I'm saying? So people are complaining that like, oh, like you're like dying super quickly in this game, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, guys, like you have to also think about who we're playing with. Like everyone that we're playing with, we're all pretty sweaty. Like we all take COD like a little bit more serious than like the average person. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like people that are complaining about like, oh, like dying too fast. Like I, I don't want to say get good, but the people that we're playing with in these betas are good. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be a little bit more competitive right now in the beta phase, but we'll see, you know, and like I know that will inevitably die down when the full game comes out. But overall, right. I'm positive about it. Overall, I'm positive. Modern cool. Warfare. We'll see. Mm-mm-mm. So um, another thing that I really don't know where you stand at the moment. Okay. Uh, I saw you streamed. I didn't want to watch because I wanted to get your impressions fresh. Right. Off this episode. Probably your second most anticipated game of the year, right behind Anthem, <laughs> was Borderlands 3. Is Hell that fair yeah. to say? I can't believe in hindsight. Well, well, well Borderlands 3 wasn't confirmed. Right, but I. But did you mention it on that episode? I feel like you probably mentioned Borderlands 3 on that episode, dude. whether or not it ranked. But, um. I, were we talk? Did we have, like, strict stipulations, like, hey, like. Games are 100 percent confirmed for 2019, but nonetheless, I, think I get you your point. Might have shouted out a couple that are like not announced, probably happening. So, um, like I think, uh, yeah, there are probably a couple, but 100 percent. Borderlands Three, mm. I have surprisingly, I feel like it's been kind of quiet. I was talking to Omar about this. Omar asked me, he was like, "Hey, is anyone from like your circles that you follow like talking about Borderlands yet?" And this was probably, like, halfway through last week, you know, when, like, right. some impressions would be coming out. Right. And there was the weird thing with, like, pre-release was only for PC. Yeah, you know? that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it just seems like it's been so quiet because so many of the people I follow and would be getting these impressions from had to start day one. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't know the pulse of, like, what's the deal with Borderlands 3? I... I know from the people I follow that have been excited for it since the second it came out, being like, hey, I'm having fun. It's more Borderlands. Um, I know they made some pretty major changes with uh, the multiple maps, mm-hmm. exploration, mm-hmm. the ship, stuff like that. But at its core, it sounds like it's just more Borderlands, different coat of paint. Are we happy? I, I mean... In so this was, I was man I was thinking about it last night too I was like Borderlands three is just literally more Borderlands and like that's not like a bad thing necessarily mm-hmm. if you love it right but I've, but like if you come to me as you know if someone would come to me with hey listen uh, I didn't like Borderlands one I definitely didn't like Borderlands two because I feel like this game is definitely more Borderlands two than Borderlands one obviously. Um, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of fine found. Yeah, 100%. Their yeah, yeah. Like, it, it definitely feels very much like Borderlands 2. But um, if they didn't like those games, I'm like, you're probably not going to like Borderlands 3. You know, it just is what it is, you know. Um, but I am loving this game. As to be expected, as obvious, right? Like, but I, hmm, I'm trying to think. So the biggest sore that really is kind of a travesty 
is Reese. You know, like they got someone that sounds like him. You know, it definitely does. Know. It it definitely does sound like Troy Baker, right? But it's not Troy. It's not. See, you that's know? a bummer for me as a huge fan of Tales. Yeah, I love Tales. Tales is my favorite Borderlands thing. I enjoyed what I played of Borderlands Two on PS3 last gen, but like Tales is on another level for me with this franchise. And a lot of it is because of those characters. Like, right. If we want to bring up a sword, like Chris Hardwick, they could like write him out of Borderlands, and then I'd be fine. But Tales, I think, is great. Yeah. Tales is really good content. Really good way to present that world. So, so hearing good. so good. This is upsetting because at that initial reveal, when Reese was in the trailer, I lost my mind. I was like, Reese, they're putting Reese in the thing. It's canon. It's real. It's happening. But like. Yeah, that's a uh, bummer. Like, like I mean, and when I watched the trailer, I didn't know who Reese was. I hadn't played the Tales from the Borderlands yet. I played it this summer. Totally with you on it. It is the best story in Borderlands. Like, yeah. that's that's just facts. Obviously, it's a more narrative-driven game um, overall. But, um, I think it's the funniest, too, personally. I- I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that, yeah. And there's, and there's, mm, there's a lot of really... Emo- not emotional, but like homages to like those that we lost in Tales. That's nice. really sad. Look at my Twitter; it's there. I saw that. I was like, man, that hurt. That really hurt. <laughs> that really hurt the boy right here. But um, Vaughn is in the game, right? Vaughn is as good as ever. It's still Chris Harwick. I know you're not a fan of Chris Harwick, but v- v- Vaughn is still Vaughn, and Vaughn was in the Borderlands 2 DLC leading into Borderlands 3 that they released. Um, a yes. Lilith in the Fiverr Sanctuary. So Vaughn was in there as well. So we got a little bit of that too. And that was cool playing right after Tales as well. Um, but so, yeah. Before we de- like dive deep, how intertwined is the story threads and characters from Tales? Because it sounds like, I know you probably put like a handful of hours in, but yeah. like seems like they're pretty present early on. Yeah, so yeah, they 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 both are and there is a lot of time that has passed. Now someone in the NPC world, like I think it was Lilith actually, like I think she said it was five years since the Fight for Sanctuary DLC from Borderlands 2. Which I thought was quite interesting. I'm like, huh man, I'm like, damn, like that much time has passed? Like, okay. Alright, and like it makes sense because from where Vaughn is at in the DLC to where he's at now I guess it makes sense time-wise into how, like, all the stuff that's happened to him that, like, he said happened to him. I guess it makes sense that it would have to take five years for that to happen. And that makes a lot more sense when you see where Reese is at. Like, when you see where, where Reese is at, it's like, oh, okay. It makes sense. Like, this probably is five years. But, um, like, so, uh, like, I mean, with the threads that they had in Tails, they're definitely kind of tied up. As far as I'm aware right now, and again, I'm, I'm going to say maybe like I'm like six hours in the Borderlands 3. Um, but they're definitely tied up in dialogue. Like there's not anything that you're seeing, at least yet. I don't know if something's going to change in the future. But as far as right now, like they seem to be just tying it up like in dialogue as if like maybe there won't be a Tales 2 or, you know, obviously with Telltale being gone. Um, right. But uh, like, it, like it seems like maybe they got word from the writers at Tales like, hey, like this is where – you know, we wanted to go, so if you want to do that, cool, you can tie it up and dialogue, whatever, you know. So I think that's that's what's going on there. And maybe 
by the end of the game, we might see them build off, and hopefully someone can take the helm of, like, those characters and do that, maybe. Or they were just going to web them into everything, but... Um, yeah, I mean, like, with Telltale having the small resurgence and, like, maintaining Batman, Wolf... Right. Like, never say never, I guess, but yeah, it's, if yeah. it sounds like they're, like, continuing those characters' story in here, then, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, like, it's definitely not, like, a write-off, but, like... But um, they are definitely taking into account everything that happened in Tales, especially with the biggest thing that happened in Tales, which I won't say. But right. if you know, you know. Um, that is canon as well. But, uh, I mean, Borderlands 3, you're fighting against the Calypso twins. Some very mm-hmm. interesting stuff happens in, like, the first hour that's like, ah. Like, all right. Like, this happened to this character. This is – did not expect this. And apparently there's a lot more stuff that I'm near, I guess, that my friend is a few hours ahead of me and is like, yo, like, shit gets weird. So I can't wait to play that. But um, you're in Borderlands. You're doing what you think you would be doing, which is finding vault keys, figuring it all out, fighting against the Clipso Twins, I know, you know. And um, the way they've done, like, the, the different planets. So I've been to two planets that are in Pandora. So you start on Pandora. Mm-hmm. You go... Uh, these aren't really, I guess, if you don't want to hear about the planet names, I guess, spoiler alert, but these, these are just two different planets that I've been to so far. I've been to Promethea, as well as um, Athena, or something, something Athena. It's like Athena or Athena, whatever the second planet's called. And if, so, I'm trying to, if so you, if you ever... I want to like get a range of like the size of these maps, but go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, is yeah. Pandora like the size of Pandora and Borderlands Two, or is it like more? Is it smaller? It's definitely like, smaller. It's it's okay. definitely smaller. Is because like you know, in the first Borderlands games, the entire game is in Pandora. Yeah. You usually go to different parts of Pandora. There's different towns, different sects that have different feels to it, different set looks. But overall, like you're still on Pandora, right? And then on this one, you're playing like about the size of like a regular city i guess probably a little bit bigger is there any wasteland because i know two has the area right outside sanctuary where you can like drive around you're more so in pandora and borderlands 3 it's definitely like borderlands 1 pandora you know where like it's definitely in the wasteland like it's it's like you're in the starting region of the first game just kind of just rearranged and different layout but it looks aesthetically like that you know what i'm saying um, and then every one of the plants that I've been to so far, if they're, if they aren't going to introduce more parts of that map in the story that I haven't played yet, it looks like the, each planet has about that same size area. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that may even make sense at all, but, uh, like it's not as big as it made it out to be when they said, yo, we're going to do a bunch of different planets. You know what I'm saying? And, like, even me was comfortable. I'm like, okay, like, how big are these areas going to be then? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would assume they'd be pretty big since it's been how many years since pre-sequel? Uh, the pre-sequel was 2014? So five years, give or take. Yeah, 20. We don't know when pre-production started, but, like. 2014, yeah, something like that. Like, they, they definitely. Have you played Borderlands 2? I have. I didn't finish it. Okay. They feel like the size of Borderlands 2 areas is what okay. I would say. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
they they like definitely are big, but don't expect to be like when you open up the whole entire map in Borderlands One, you know, and as if like you didn't have to load in between each city, like it's not gonna be that big. That's not what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how I would phrase it. So like it definitely feels about the same size of Borderlands Two areas, if not bigger, is where you're at. Okay. And the enemies are fun. Environments are beautiful. Like I love, I love what they're they're like doing, like lore wise, and like where the world is at this point. You know, post Handsome Jack, post all this stuff. You know, it's very very cool. It's very very cool stuff overall. Um, so Borderlands has a that you know the distinct art style, right? Do you think you mentioned it was a uh, beautiful? Do you think they are? Does the fact that they're ma- making a game for this current gen after so many Borderlands games on last gen, does like the jump feel like it's there at all? Is it like are they doing more things or different things with the art style they have, or does it just look like it all fits more and it's just like right? Okay, are, okay. Are they, are they taking advantage of the, the leap in a generation for this one? So I would say. Where you're gonna see, like, all right, this is for PS4 hardware, right? Um, you're gonna definitely see it in like effects of different that that different weapons have when they fire, uh, lighting, the way the game runs. Because uh, similar to like God of War, for example, you have two different modes. You have resolution or performance. I would say definitely go performance. You, you're playing you on get, pro. Yes, yeah, playing on pro. I don't know if those features are available on the base PS4. Good question. Don't know about that. But it um, probably wouldn't. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you do re- resolution, just like God of War, you're running in 30 frames. Not the prettiest looking thing. So I would say, yo, just do performance. The game still looks great, and you get 60 frames. So that's what I would say you go for. But hey, whatever you want to do, it's all good. Um, so I think that is another example of them taking advantage of the hardware. But the actual game graphics and the art style, I think because of the art style, it's kind of hard to make that look even better without ruining the notion of cell shading and the, yeah. the you know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like I don't know how far they can take the game graphically, you know, and improve that without changing it completely. So, like... From the little I've seen, there definitely is a difference, I would say, between uh, two and three. Yeah. But, like, you mentioned and, like, I was alluding to, like having this art style makes it all still feel congruous yeah where it's like yeah you can only go so far with it yeah yeah like like for me like there was a big jump from borderlands one to borderlands two mm-hmm. and how the games looked from two to three it's 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 there yeah i kind of look for it but it's there and if you're someone that isn't looking for those things and you take a quick glance i'm sure you can mistake it for borderlands two. you yeah. know what i'm saying like i'm sure you can but so when it comes down to the actual grind of Borderlands 3, mm. uh, the loot, shoot, repeat. Indeed. Indeed. First off, you picked Zane, correct? Yes, I picked Zane. Okay, I remember you tweeted that, and then that's why I made the thumbnail of Zane. Um, how are you liking him? Like, what's his attitude like? Because I know in the past, Borderlands characters, at least in my opinion didn't really get a personality until right. they became NPCs, uh-huh. you know? Yes, Like, obviously, yes, they have their lines of dialogue when you're playing the game. Like, I played Zero in Borderlands 2, 
And like he had some funny one-liners and stuff when I like blow a guy's head off. But I, from what I am aware of, like Zero didn't get fleshed out fully until like Tails. That's that's hundred percent true. Like yeah. a, a good example that I have is like Roland. You know, mm-hmm. Roland's one Roland. Like yeah, you hear him whatever, but you don't really know know him until Borderlands Two, where yeah. where he becomes someone that you get missions from and he's woven his story. And that builds on, of course, in this game where you have playable characters from Borderlands 2 who, of course, now are the NPCs and they get fleshed out more. But um, How's Zero doing? Zero is doing really good. He's doing really good. That, that, that's all I'm going to say. Right. He, he is doing fantastic. Just, just, yeah. just, just dandy. But, um, so, yeah, Zane. So, yeah, Zane. Do they break that trend? They definitely break the trend. Okay. You, you definitely talk a lot more in this game. And it's very, very like you have like really, really cool stuff to say, um, you know, and like it, 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 like it no longer feels like someone's talking to you, and telling you, all right, like here's what you're gonna do, whatever, and having kind of like a one-sided conversation that you're just hearing into. It's more like you're you're talking back and forth, and it's like that, you know. So like there's definitely more. It definitely feels a lot more like when you're talking to someone. Yes, they are giving you a mission, but it feels more fleshed out and more like a conversation. Because you're able to, not like you can choose, but you're talking a lot more as a character. And like you get to know, like my, uh, you know, Zane, uh, he has an Irish accent, you know. He seems to be like a, like a sarcastic, like I forgot which preview I was watching. I think it was PlayStation Grenade's preview of all the four different characters. But uh, he describes Zane as like a Irish Han Solo, right? That's okay. that's like that's like a little bit like weathered out. You know, has been through his heyday, but like he's still in it because because like he's just that good. That's a hundred percent accurate. You know, like, I heard I heard somebody compare his like progression skill trees to like Batman kind of, mm. like very techy, yeah, kind of stealthy. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Like because you, uh, this is the Zane acts as like the traditional kind of like gunner type deal where uh, Borderlands one was Roland where you drop the turret and you upgrade it whatever. Uh, in Borderlands 2, what? What was, was it, this? Damn, what was uh, Borderlands 2's gunner? Gunzerker. I don't remember his name, but was it the Gunzerker? Or are you talking no. about like the G.I. Joe looking guy? The the G.I. Joe looking guy, because I definitely played him. I try, like, he kind of looked like Chris Evans. <laughs> like, actually, gonna look, damn, what was his? I think his was a drone, too. I, yeah, I think I so. think his was a drone, yeah. So, like, this one also was a drone, but was, I think unique about Borderlands 3 is that you can also like tell it where to target and who that's and who to target mostly so what i usually do like if i see a bunch of little enemies and like a big guy i'll send out my drone to go attack the big guy while i handle all the small ones and then that the big guy will be around like have health then i can just easily mop him up you know so that's so you have more agency in terms of like where you position that turret or that drone i guess you could say um but that's kind of like the role he fulfills there's obviously a siren um, you know, that you can play as and all that in Borderlands 3, but I'm playing as Zane just because he definitely fit the style that I've usually done with Borderlands as a fun yeah, kind of gunner yeah. class. You know, that's definitely what I'm most comfortable with, but, like, there's other ones that are really cool, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, Flack sounds cool. Flack? I almost did Flack. Yeah. My friend was playing Flack and seeing him summon his animals to go, like, it's it's it, it's cool. It's yeah. really cool. It, it looks really neat. You so- You can pet him, too? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Um, I like it. So before we talk about 
the gameplay because I have a question about the gameplay. Okay. Have you been playing solo or co-op? Have you missed multiplayer at all? I've been playing solo and I played a little bit of co-op today actually. Um, but mainly I've been solo. It works good. So this is actually a good place to talk about the new way that they uh, – well, not way that they're doing it, but you can choose. So you can choose either competitive looting system or cooperate or cooperation or cooperative, whatever. Cooperative. Yeah. Uh, that type of system as well, which is new to Borderlands 3, which is where, like, if I'm level 30 and you're level 10, you're, you're say, level 10, right? We're, we're, we're both playing together. If we both select cooperation mode, um, our loot looks different. So we will – so you'll see, like, me open a loot chest, but I'll see level 30 guns. You'll see level 10 guns. Gotcha. Right? And you won't see me pick up anything. You'll see me open it, but you'll just see the loot that you can pick up and not me because I'm seeing different loot that I'm seeing, right? So, um, and the enemies scale. See, now, what I don't understand the enemy scaling that much. I think it's that, I think it's that whoever's the highest level out of the two, the lower level scales up to that. But, Like, I was talking to my friend while we were doing it. His enemies were level, like, 22, 23. Mine were still level 14, right? So so I think it's very – it's like, like it's got to be a super complicated system on how they scale it to where if we're shooting at the same enemy, they die at the same time, you know? Even though one's, like, level th- – you know? Like, so – it's got to be something mad complex, but, like, that's how it's done. So, like, I'm seeing level 14 enemies, and they're dying, like, 14, like, level, you know, uh, like, it. it's like I'm playing solo, right? And But he's but he's helping me, but he's seeing level 30, and they're both dying at the same time. It's very complex, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, like it's got to be super complex, but that is doing it. Or you can do the competitive style, which is old school Borderlands, where if you're level 30, you're going to mop up everyone uh, that... that you see, and if you see a loot, everyone sees the same loot. You can steal people's loot out of that, you know? But. So, based on your experience, uh, do you think that co-op is probably the way to play Borderlands 3? Because one of my annoyances with Borderlands as a series overall, like, from a game design perspective, not talking about, like, the dubstep meme things, <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, genuinely, something that I don't like about Borderlands is that it feels like a straight-up monster closet shooting gallery so often, and right. then the guns, you switch the guns out so frequently that, like, it's almost inconsequential. Yeah. So, my favorite experiences with Borderlands 2 was when I was playing co-op, and I was just, like, talking to a buddy while we were doing these missions and exploring the Pandora. So... Are there any crazy changes? Like, it doesn't sound like it based on what I've heard about, like, oh, it's more Borderlands, so if you like that, you're in for a good time. Right. Like, as a fan of Borderlands and a fan of that game design, do you think that the experience you're having as a solo player is still enjoyable as a fan of the series? Yeah. And, like, is there anything crazy for someone like me where it would be like, hey, this is super different for single-player play? Or do you think if I were to hop in, the experience I'm looking for is still playing with a friend? I think if you liked playing with a friend back in Borderlands 1 and 2 in the pre-sequel, um, you're going to love it, I think, in this game. Because 
of the different looting systems, right? Because I know like a lot of people, um, you know, they would they, they would want to play with their friends, but one of them is super high level than the other one, so it'd be just an awkward time because one of them is just essentially just doing all the missions and like getting all the kills, while the person that's lower level was just kind of just chilling out, you know, just doing the best he can, dying consistently. So like, I feel like that's a problem of having destiny. Hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So like, I feel like with this new system, I feel like it's a lot easier to play with your friends now, you know, that, Hey, even though he's level 30, he can still reap the benefits and it goes both ways. Like, like everyone benefits, I think off of the new system of co-op where if you're level 30 and you have someone that wants to play with you, that's like level 15 is no longer like a hindrance. Like it's no longer like I won't be getting a lot of XP because I'm going to be killing level enemies that are 15 and I'm like way higher so the XP that I get is like literally one XP you would get you know what I'm saying like like in past Borderlands but with but with this game like there's still a benefit because you're fighting enemies that are your level so you're getting loot that's your level you know so it's not so so it's no longer like a waste of time per se to 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 do co-op now like it's just more encouraged so I feel like overall like if you want to do co-op I think this one is the one to do in for sure um, but if you're like me, that doesn't really care either way, you know, like if I have co-op, co-op is fun. It's, you know, all good, bet I'll do it. But if it's just me, uh, I'm having just as much fun, you know, just, mm-hmm. just going about the ways. And that, uh, ties into like just the overall archetype that is Borderlands. Right. And that gameplay loop. Like for me, it just speaks to me. Like I love the loop of Borderlands. Like I, it was like early in the stream. Like it was right when I got into like, like my first open space in the game where I'm like, man, like I feel it again. Like what I felt all summer when I was playing through all of them again, you know, that, that literally, all right, cool. Like this is my AR right now, but I'm gonna look at, or when I have like a level 13 rifle and I'm level 13 and then I have a level 15 rifle. That's like twice as good uh, in my inventory. I'm like, okay, cool. I can't wait to use that. You know, like it's that, like just the overall gameplay loop is still there, you know? And so I'm just like, boom like i love it you know are you familiar with the term podcast game yes i am familiar with the term podcast game indeed yes i feel like this is definitely one and i feel like all of them are i'd say yeah yeah because borderlands 2 when i was playing by myself was a podcast oh 100 100 same thing when i was grinding in destiny 1 when i had to repeat missions mm-hmm. to, like it hit that cap podcast game uh, podcast game. Podcast game. So, <laughs> if you would like to listen to PlayStation Source while you're playing Borderlands 3, wow. fun fact, you can find it on podcast services like Spotify. We're on Apple, right? Yeah, we are. Indeed. I- and probably every other podcast service yep. that you may be able to use. Uh, you can listen to this show. You can listen to Road to Part 2. As well. Mm-hmm. Just uh, thought that'd be a nice plug. Via our anchor link in the description, or you can search PlayStation Source podcast feed on any of your favorite podcasts. But yeah, this is definitely a podcast game, 100%. Yeah. Now, when I first played a Borderlands game, I had to go through the story, so I'm not listening to podcasts. I just want to get the story first, but side missions when I beat the game are definitely podcast time, you know, 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, like I'd probably... if. If it came to a point where I did get Borderlands 3, I would probably just mute it and then turn on captions and then play Yeah. Yeah. Podcasts. 
backlogs, you know, and then just like loosely follow the story of being like these Twitch streamer villains. And like when they pop in with their dialogue, I'll read it and be like, okay, oh, let me just shoot this bat or something. But yeah. Any closing thoughts on Borderlands 3, Kevin? I mean, the story so far is it's definitely going. It's definitely going somewhere. Definitely it seems familiar, but then again, also very different, you know, in terms of like who you're fighting, stuff like that. Like, I felt that. Um, like almost with tales when it was like, man, like handsome Jack, like, you know, not that again, I love handsome Jack. Handsome Jack is a brilliant villain. I love him so much. Right. But then I was like, oh man, like, you know, is Borderlands all going to be just like this constant, like vault hunters versus Jack, like, you know, but it's nice to see us like go in a phase that is now like, we're, we're kind of beyond that. And, And I don't know if Jack comes up somehow in the end whatever like maybe something with reese i don't know but as far as i'm aware uh jack is not in here you know i haven't even heard his name yet so i'm liking like this new stuff in borderlands because like we've had it we've had handsome jack in borderlands you know in the current games since like Borderlands two, since like Borderlands two, you know, so and that's Borderlands two. Every Borderlands game except for the first one has had handsome. Jack. Literally, yeah, yeah. So like, it's nice to kind of. Oh, oh my God, the pre sequels. Yeah, I totally forgot the pre sequel. Yeah, like that too, you know. So like, it's really yeah. <laughs> which literally tells the story, whatever. But you know, it's nice to go beyond that, you know. And um, the characters so far really good. Meeting a lot of new faces are pretty cool, you know. Overall, it's definitely more Borderlands, but obviously I'm biased. I'm loving the hell out of it. I'm I'm obsessed already. Cannot wait. So, boom. Cool. That's what it is. Bow. Well, Kevin, if the people want to follow you, see some uh, screenshots of the galaxies of Warlands. Indeed. Find you. I'm at Lower Thread over here at the KDS123. You can follow me on there uh, as well as on YouTube.com. Here's the PlayStation Source. Follow me on there. Awesome. Like like the uh, video, like good stuff. Boom. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Mm. Chris mm-hmm. account. Yep. Um, as well as uh, YouTube.com says Joy Clicks. You got a yeah, new you, you got a new pot. Oh yes, you hit one K. Congratulations. One K. That was I love fun. it. I uh, love it. Star Wars. Indeed. You like Star Wars, Kevin? You know I like I love Star, Star Wars. Wars. You you already know I do. You already know I do. Got a Star Wars podcast starting October fourth. Episode one is about episode one. That's mm. all you got. But yeah, youtube.com slash joyclicks or my Twitter account will have info about the new show. Um, but you know what's coming up that I have to do some more research into over the next week or two? I think I know what you're going to say, but... Ghost Recon Break. Oh, I thought it would be Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds is the end of October. It is? Yeah, October 25th. I thought it was end of, end of, end of September. Oh, never mind. Wow. No, end of I'm September I'm coming up for me was going to be... Yikes. Uh, Link's Awakening and Dragon Quest XI-S, but don't know when that's happening. Um, R.I.P. Christian Switch, R.I.P. But Ghost Recon Breakpoint is coming up. I'm trying to decide if I should take the dive on it or not, but... Just do it, man. Just do it. Just dive, just dive head first, man. You loved Ghost Recon. I know. I love Wildlands. One of my favorite experiences of this generation was playing co-op for like a week and a half 100%. from the launch of Wildlands. But it sounds like they've been making changes. So I think there's another beta coming up. I might try and get into that. 
Definitely, but, uh, definitely bring it to the table. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Definitely, hundred yeah, so, percent. Uh, potentially, no promises yet, but look out for uh, Ghost Recon content coming soon. Deal. Sounds good. That's an episode of a podcast. It is number fifty-two. Uh, like I said, links in the description for audio versions of the show, uh, as well as our Discord. If you want to get in some conversations in there? Maybe you want to squat up with Kevin on Borderlands Three at some point soon. Indeed. Uh, that next Modern Warfare beta. I know yep. Starks has been very vocal about wanting to play with the community. I told Starks, I'm going to be in an hour, and I left. I, I'm such a horrible person. We will play, Starks, I promise. This weekend, we're going to get on. We're going to shoot it. We're going to do it. Very cool. This weekend. Well, uh, yeah. Look forward to that. And until next time, as always, greatness awaits. See ya. Yeah. Later.